0: Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast. Helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Ben. And today we are going to be talking about different services that Mental Training Plan offers. um, Primarily with the intent of just kind of letting you know about what these look like. Because I know we have a lot of listeners listening to the podcast that are either trying to improve themselves or trying to improve an athlete that they work with um, or helping an entire team and so just going to kind of talk through what our services look like the individual sessions and then also the team sessions so that maybe it maybe it just sparks something that that you can take back um, and and you can utilize with your athletes so today we're going to start off just talking about the individual sessions first Um, and the way this usually starts for me I have a, a program where they sign up for five sessions. And after the first session, if they decide, nah, this isn't really a good fit, we waive the fee. We say, have a nice day. Um, it, it doesn't happen very often, but I, I do think that it's it's just a nice, nice reassuring way for people to know that it's pretty low risk. It doesn't hurt to go have a conversation. Just learn more about it. See what's going on. Um, you know, obviously, this is something that we do primarily in person um, in the Indian Indianapolis area, but, you know, got people all the way up in Chicago, down to Tennessee, um, as far west as Nevada, and as far east as Massachusetts with with Zoom, that's pretty easy to do digitally um, or, or over a phone. And so session number one is just a, a consultation, and I bring the athlete in, and we go through the prime five. And, and I want to give them a score in each one of these areas, not to compare them to any other athletes. But to compare what, what's your confidence like compared to your motivation? And so, you know, we'll ask them different questions and ask them to, you know, on a scale from one to 10, give me a number. What's your confidence like? And then what's your confidence do in different situations? And when is it at its highest? And when's it at its lowest? And we want to know, you know, is, is this athlete confident and in control? on the field or the court or the diamond. And then we move on to motivation and expectation. You know, we know high performing athletes are motivated to do whatever it takes and they have an expectation to win. So, you know, if a, if a kid is not feeling confident, that's a little bit different problem than they're not motivated and they've kind of forgotten why they started doing this to begin with. Um, the, The third, one that we touch on and evaluate is focused on the task at hand. Are they able to focus in the now and not get caught up in what happened in the past or what could happen in the future or even distractions that are there within that moment refs weather recruiters that are in the that are in the stands or you know what's my coach going to think in this situation based on how i how i perform and then the next one what's the, what's the physical piece like because high performing athletes feel energized yet relaxed they have the ability to get amped up when it's time to get amped up But they also have the ability to calm back down when they need to in that that high-pressure situation. And then finally, optimistic perfection. And that's just a a fancy way of saying, yes, we're striving for perfection. And I mean, in fact, most of the reason I sit down with an athlete one-on-one is because they want to be a high-performing elite athlete, and they're trying to find any way that they can to get that edge over their opponent. But... What are you going to do and how are you going to stay optimistic specifically? when you experience failure or adversity or, you know, a string of adversity, not just maybe one bad shot on the golf course, but back-to-back holes on the golf course, how are you going to be able to stay optimistic and not just start to spiral into negativity? And so, you know, that's session one. And then usually bring mom or dad back and say, you know, here are, based on how this went, here's the main objectives that, that I think we should really work on. And, you know, maybe that's coming up with a plan to base their confidence off of you know, the, who they are, how they prepare, um, rather than how they perform or what the results are at the plate or in the tee box um or you know maybe it's hey we need to really get back to what's the motivation behind why are you doing this um you know or or give them some tools you know we need to come up with a plan to help you focus on this play and this drive not worry about past failures or or things like that and then you know if the if the athletes decide yeah this is going to be a good fit um session 2 is where you know we we always always hammer out the focus cycle. And, you know, we talk about it all the time and and it's because I believe it's so important because no matter where an athlete is at, whether it's they're getting tripped up with what they're focusing on, not being able to let go of of bad performances or, you know, it's that voice that they can't shut up in the back of their mind saying, I don't know if you're good enough to do this. Or, you know, it's a, a physical reaction, that fight or flight, the shaky hands or the tight shoulders or the butterflies in their stomach, whatever it is that's creating that negative emotion emotion creating that fear or that doubt or that anxiety or that unconfidence you know we want to help them be aware of what their body's doing automatically and what their brain is doing automatically that bottom-up reaction that's causing that middle part of their brain to feel those negative emotions and then give them the tools to intentionally take back control And so, you know, what we do is pretty similar to what's in the book. It's pretty similar to, you know, the different podcast episodes that we've had about the focus cycle. Um, but that, that's always where we start with on session number two. And then, you know, coming up with that game plan, when this happens, here's what I'm going to do, you know, for a golfer, a lot of times that's on my way to the first tee box or, if I hit it into if I hit it into a hazard, or if I miss a short putt, or I I duff a chip, or so, you know something like that, just having a plan ahead of time so that I know if this happens, here's how I'm going to react. Here's how I'm going to respond. You know, I've got some golfers that take this so far as to have a little chart (laughs) that they, they hand their caddy in some of the summer events and say, look, if this happens, here's what you need to say, here's what you need to remind me of. And here's what you need to make sure, you know, that I'm following through with, um, session three and four is new tools and, you know, tweaking a little bit, you know, have have the athlete hopefully try out the focus cycle in you know some AAU ball or in an off season tournament or you know a, out outside of the school season some competition setting, um, but have them, you know, put that plan to work. And then do we need to make any tweaks? Do we need to make any adjustments? And then, you know, session three and four introducing some new tools, whether that's mindfulness, whether that's visualization, a lot of times with golfers, we talk about, you know, the pre-shot routine. I don't want to change their pre-shot routine. I'm not their swing coach. I don't want to tell them what to do, but based on what we know about, The focus cycle, you know, what they're thinking about, what they're saying to themselves, how they're controlling their body. Do they need to incorporate some of that stuff so that they are at their best when it matters the most? And a lot of times in golf, that's that pre-shot routine. You know, a, a lot of the tools that if you go back through the podcast that, we, that we've that we talked about, it's really just a matter of pulling out what does each individual athlete need um, and, you know, how can we best deliver that to them kind of specific to their issues or their things that they're dealing with or the main objectives that we set for that athlete and also kind of sport specific. You know, obviously some things fit in a little bit better um, with, with some sports than other sports. Session five, then, is just a you know, let's come up with a, a plan for the future. Um, I always, always, always put together a physical paper packet that they can have like a printed off copy of here's everything that we went through so that, you know, six months from now, if something's not going real great, they can pull that back out and they can take a look at it. Um, and we also do a, a final mental skills assessment and we go back through all those questions from the very first meeting and have the athlete sort of reevaluate and, and look at you know what what needs to happen next based on where I'm at based on the progress that I've made uh, i've I've had some athletes that have literally just said this fixed it I'm good." And I don't ever talk to him again. I've had some athletes that it's like, look, we've we've really started to unpack and make some progress here. We've got some work to do still, Um, you know, and everywhere in between. And so, you know, are there future sessions for athletes? Yeah, sure. As as things come up or, you know, maybe before a tournament check in and maybe after a tournament assess how things went. Um, but the goal is not for me to make a lifelong client that has to come meet with me in order to perform at a high level. The goal is for me to give each athlete these skills and these tools so that they can go off on their own and they can perform at a high level. Um, You know, that being said, as athletes move on to the next level, sometimes there's some new challenges that come along with that and they want to come back and get a little bit of extra help or, you know, kind of take that next step past. I'm not just trying to fix a problem that's going on, but now. Let's use some of these mindfulness and visualization tools and, you know, let's really get into the zone and let's perform at a higher level. And, you know, to be honest, just completely varies from athlete to athlete. I'm just a firm believer that having one program for every single athlete isn't always going to fix what each individual athlete is going through. And so that's, you know, the, the whole name of our company is mental training plan, because we want each athlete to come up with their own individualized plan for what they're experiencing in their sport so that they can perform at their best. The second most common service that we offer is team sessions. And, you know, for the for the team sessions, we start off with instead of me meeting and asking questions, we just send out a digital copy of the mental skills assessment and each individual will you know go through and click on different answers and sort of rate themselves it's completely anonymous so I don't see names of athletes that turn things in but we can really see you know overall hey this team is struggling with confidence or this team is struggling with focusing during big moments and from that, you know, we we come up with a plan. You know, I, I talk with the coach, and we go over the results of the mental skills assessments. I you know, I show them. Here's what the chart said. Here's what the graphs look like. And here's what I think some main objectives for your team should be moving forward. And I will say, most of the time, these coaches already know what's going on. Um, sometimes there's a little bit of insight that that the the anonymous survey will uncover. Um, and and sometimes there's not but the first session again is always the same <laughs> that that first team session bring everybody in and you know get everything up on the projector screen up front and say Here's what's going on in your mind and in your body, and here's how you can be aware of what's going on and then have you know each athlete pick out what's that event where they got off track, where they had that bottom-up reaction, and walk them through, here's what the steps look like to have that top-down response. Here's how you can intentionally take back control of your mind and body and perform at your best in this high-pressure situation. Session two and three, um, you know, a lot of times depend on what does this team need, what's this coach want to cover, and specifically what sport, you know, are, are we dealing with. A lot of times golf coaches want me to come in and, you know, make session two all about the pre-shot post-shot, pre-round, post-round routines and helping their golfers make sure that they understand, you know, once they have a better grasp of what's going on in their mind and body from the focus cycle presentation, now how can we make sure that we're focusing on the right things, that we're saying the right things, that we're controlling our body the right way at different times before, during, and after a golf tournament. Um, you know, just got done doing a presentation this past weekend down in Southern Indiana with a, with a high school golf team that, you know, they're, they're trying to gain an edge and sort of take that next step. And we did an activity where, you know, we, we really hammered out and we looked at the science behind the biopsychology of team sports, which is just a fancy way of saying, here's what science can prove about what's going on in your mind and what's going on with your body and how that works together in a team setting and even how you can affect your opponents competitiveness and confidence and focus, you know, with, with your body language, with who you are, with how you act, with how you talk. Um, you know, we look at character and some leadership. We look at body language. We talk about the science behind why it's so important. You know, it's one thing to, to tell a high school kid that he needs to have better body language after he misses a putt or strikes out. But It's another thing to, you know, sit these ladies down and say, look, when you have bad body language, here's the impact it has on you neurologically. Here's the impact that it has on your teammates because they're watching you, your teammates confidence, competitiveness, and focus. And here's the impact that it has on your opponent's confidence and competitiveness and focus and now all of a sudden you know you you start to look at what some of these different studies point to and now all of a sudden it's not just opinion it's here's what i am doing to my opponents and here's what i am doing to my teammates with how I'm acting on the course or on the court or the field or or wherever. And so, you know, a lot of times that's sort of an eye-opening experience and these, these athletes now have to deal with, okay, I've been presented this information, so now moving forward, I don't really have an excuse to throw a temper tantrum if I'm not performing well. And there's a little bit of accountability here. If I'm choosing to continue to act like this, I know that it's hurting myself, it's hurting my team, and it's helping my opponent. You know, another one of the activities, a lot of times it's in, you know, closer to session four or five, is we'll get together and kind of come up with some team norms and some team expectations, knowing what we know about how our mind works, how our body works, how we interact with each other. What are we going to make sure that we are holding each other accountable to on this team and how are we going to do that? You know, again, not not any kind of set program. It's just a matter of evaluating where is the team at? What does the team need to get better or to take that next step or to, you know, get to the next level? And then how can we teach them how to implement these tools? Show them what they are. Get Give them enough of the science that it's like, look, this isn't just my opinion. This isn't just sitting around holding hands, singing kumbaya. Here's the science behind why this works and why this is important. And then get the kids to buy in and say, yes. I want to do that. Here's what we're going to commit to. Here's what we are going to hold ourselves to. And then, you know, just like episode 72 with Andy Sweet, now you've got kids taking ownership and kids taking a leadership role and kids holding each other accountable, um, which is, as we all know, way more impactful than just the coaches yelling and hollering and screaming until they're blue in the face. Now, if you are sitting there and you're thinking, I would really like to do this. Now, I have some questions about how I can implement it. I'm more than happy to answer questions. I'm more than happy to give you some feedback or some examples or samples or things like that. You know, I know a lot of times that people that are listening to the podcast are not necessarily looking to hire someone to do something. That's why you're investing this time in the podcast. And because of that, I want to make sure that you know, I'm a resource and I am more than happy to help you out in any way that I can. I've, I've been on the other side of this as an athlete. I've been on the other side of struggling with anxiety, struggling with things that were going on in my mind that were affecting how I played physically. And it was an awful, terrible place. And I am passionate about doing anything that I can to help you overcome that or to help you lead your team or individuals that you're coaching past that. So if you have questions, please let me know. Don't ever hesitate to shoot me an email. My phone number is on the website. You can go to mentaltrainingplan.com. And as always, if you're looking to kind of take that next step, and you want to meet with me, you've said, look, I know this stuff is important. I've tried to implement this on my own. I just need a little bit of help. And you want to set up a meeting, whether that's in person in the Indianapolis area, um, or you want to have me come to you, or you want to get together via Zoom or a phone call, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, We are setting up team and individual sessions for a lot of fall sports that are kind of wrapping up right now, and then also spring sports that are kind of just getting getting in gear, getting their team ready to go so that when you know March or April hits, they can hit the ground running. So I, I'm more than happy to help you out in any way that I can. If, if there's anything I can do, please don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, make your plan and put it to work.